0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go: Mind Pump. Mind Pump with your hosts Sal De Stefano,
1: Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Hey, uh, you're gonna hear us talking to one of our favorite, uh, the Brinkinator. Or, oh, he is our favorite. W- well, one of our favorite fitness, one health, yeah, and yeah. wellness yeah, why would professionals. You say one of the, the on, favorite. Dude. He's our guy. He's he's the man. The dude knows his shit. Very rarely are all three of us. Totally impressed and blown away, and Dr. Justin Brink is uh, one of those people. He blew us away when we first met him, and we've been working with him and collaborating. He actually helped us uh, you know, put together some of our uh, programming for MAPS Prime, and we look forward to working with him in the future. In this interview, you're going to hear us talking to him. We're going to be talking about fitness. We're going to be talking about other things, correctional work. You can actually uh, talk to him. He has been
2: huge on our forum. I was just going to say
1: huge on our private mind pump forum. He's on there, um, and he you know he helps answers questions. He reviews things if we tag him. It's incredibly incredibly value to our forum. Um, Our forum price will be going up soon, though. However, right now you enroll and you pay one fee one time, lifetime access to our to our private forum. In the very near future, very near future. That will go away, and it'll be an annual fee. But if you enroll now, you'll you won't. That's it. You'll pay it once. You'll never have to pay again. Enroll in our form. You could talk to Doctor Brink. You could talk to me. You could talk to Adam. You could talk to Justin, um, and other people, other fitness professionals, and other fitness fanatics. Um, you can enroll on the form mindpumpmedia.com. You know what's cool? Respect. There's only one good thing about having a cold, and it's that I sound less uh, Kermit. Uh, more I like Adam.
2: Sound <laughs> like, <laughs> hey. um, isn't that funny? Hey, like, my name's Adam. When is you're sweet, when you're sick, voice.
1: S- everybody look at me. When you're like when a you're, neuroscientist, <laughs> when you're sick <laughs> and talking to I your nose, like. you actually sound better. How crazy is that? <laughs>
2: yeah. Hey, everybody!
1: But I bet I can still Hello. sing better than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, so you know this, the 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 show <laughs> that I found on uh, Netflix that's fucking awesome. What is it? I think so. the only one in this room that will like it as much as me is Justin. I, why, why wouldn't I like it? I kind of guess this. You might like it. I don't know. Mm. How much do you like sci-fi horror type stuff? Mm. Yes, I thought. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. check this out. The show the, the show is called Stranger Things. Oh, I've Man. already
2: seen it, bro. I'm, I'm going to punch you in the dick. What <laughs> are you new here? We're going to make it. We kind gonna, of fucking, we're going to oh, make have a this mind revolutionary show. that hey, this is uh, your typical,
3: co-host brought up uh, typical mind pump months, months out. ago when it was relevant. I didn't yeah. hear you guys talking. Yeah, yeah, you know, like,
2: I never it's
1: It like, came out. It's yeah, like, so like, last season, it, bro. I didn't hear you guys talk about we it. We were going to make a T-shirt. You didn't hear it? I
3: was telling you right in your face. No, I was like, I actually have mock-ups
2: of the mind pump T-shirt that looks like the Stranger Things logo. Dude, how fucking awesome was that show? It's so great. You know, it's it's they. Did such like a i good literally job. want to
3: choke you out because they did such I, a good uh, where were you well, hold
1: on a second conversation Let me th- they did such a good job capturing the 80s of course and yeah. the, even the music and bro even does the it not images.
3: remind you of like et meets stephen
1: king <laughs> meets uh the fucking music in it the synthesizers like and shit, all that shit like, like that. stand oh, by me yeah, like, so
3: good like it did take like smashes all these things from our childhood into one thing
1: so i haven't so i'm only on episode, episode
3: five Pretty in Pink.
2: yeah is that I, one in there have you totally. seen have you seen it yet have you seen it's i don't know i'm like what i here's what i what i appreciate about it i appreciate the business side this is why i love netflix as a company it's another brilliant way to instead of writing a film like i think that was just so like creatively written they're like okay let's think here the people that grew up in the eighties are now in their thirties to forty years old forty years old. So this is a a prime time to market to that that demographic. Yeah. Most people by that time have got good money by this time and they're settled in, they can afford a Netflix membership, stuff like that. Well, then they write they create this film. That is well, very well written, but really they just pull from yeah. all these, all these shows that we all grew up watching. And yeah. it's like, you can't, you're just, I'm, I was, I was more interested in that than I was actually the storyline. I was yeah. just like, oh shit, yeah, that reminds me of, that totally <laughs> reminds me of Poltergeist oh shit, that totally reminds so, and, me. And
1: just the music, the style of the font, yeah. the way, the, the the synthesizers that they use, just, it's just, God, and then they capture the flavor so well. Like the cars, the clothes, the freaking furniture it's so brilliant. They did such a good job. Yeah. What's your favorite show, uh, Dr. Brink? What do you guys any favorite oh, shows that you watch you, Uh Walking Dead. Interesting. Oh, oh shit. I, I you
4: Walking haven't Dead. abandoned it yet? I have not yet. It's gotten a little bit funky this Dude, season. You this know?
3: season I, I saw the first the the very opener. F- yeah, the opener, and that, I was like,
4: <coughs> <coughs> wow. That destroyed okay. me. Okay. I this thought, is gonna I, be a very interesting <laughs> season. <laughs> it's like I haven't
2: seen it for like it was a year. It's too much. Yeah. Really? What season much? What season is it on right now? Uh like I think eight. Yeah. It's I I had I believe there's a five season and rule it's very very difficult for a show that especially one that's not like uh, uh, you know comedy you know or what do you call that like uh, Seinfeld or or friends like that type of uh, sitcom yeah so you know the yeah because only so far you can go. At some point you're like, all
1: right, you're gonna kill yeah, zombies. Yeah, they right, just right, yeah.
3: Well now yeah, they just kill people. Zombies yes. are like in the background yes. now. Now it's just like it's everyone just like, killing each killing other me. now. And
4: how how bad can we smash this person's head in?
1: Yeah. Do you yeah. know, <laughs> on, show t- you. on TV. And That's and right. Show you, with like, a baseball bat and barbed wire on it. Oh my god, dude! Is it? uh Do you think they've jumped the shark?
3: I think so, man. Like I think that like. I bet you they lost half their audience with, with
1: this season. Really? Yeah. Do you know what that means, Adam, jumping the shark? No, I've never heard that term. You never heard Jump the Shark? No. Have you have you? I it? have not. Yeah. So it so jumping the shark is when a, a show which is real popular does something that just kinda ruins it and then nobody wants to watch it anymore. And they, it comes from Happy Days. Remember Happy Days? Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah. And there was an episode, because Happy Days went on for quite a while. So, yeah. It was a Monday, really loved- Happy Days. <clears throat> fucking love that show, right? It was a great, great show. But there was an episode where, and it started to get a little bit funny when uh, it's, you know, things started to change a little bit. People stopped watching it. And there was one moment where Fonzie, because, you, know, you know, the Fonz could get away with anything, right? Say whatever he wanted. He was jet, he was like on a, uh, he, was, he was water skiing behind a boat yeah. and a shark- like, tried to <laughs> attack him or something, and he just jumped over it on his water ski.
2: <laughs> and, like, after that,
1: it just got ridiculous. And they call it Jumping the
2: Shark. That's so great. Wow, that's a, that's a pretty cool story, right there. Isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So they jumped up.
1: <laughs> no,
3: no, it's true. You
2: probably did. That's really what happened. That, I, I really feel like that happens in almost all series. That's, what, they, I, that's hey, why they use it. If they go, it's if a shark well and that's why do you notice like some of your best like think of some of your best series like that most of them are about five seasons that's kind of the the, the point where I feel like maybe that's the, that's when that happens is it season five or so hmm. you're kind of rolling the we'll dice see what happens with Game of Thrones because that's one of my jams well you know that's definitely one of my two there I feel like there's some that can get away with it and if you go deep enough which I feel like watching uh, Westworld right now that's like another one that you could go deeper than we five seasons yeah, oh, yeah because I feel like it's such a deep show there's <laughs> so many I mean God Game of thrones yeah. i have to watch every season when the next season comes i have to watch like the previous three and like the teaser and everything to remi- remember like who's got a hold of what part what country what you know what kingdom and who's yeah. died and like i'm like there's so many moving parts in that it's not like focused on one little i mean it's like multiple countries that are battling and shit it's mm-hmm. crazy
4: i think though with that they only have it's only once a year though yeah. right so they only they only show it once a year where some of these other you know movies it's like they break it up into your you know what is it spring and fall or whatever and so there's twice and they just yeah it's too much
2: yeah you know, I, too I much. overkill on the on the on the stuff for for, sure. you're, you're a kid you're a child of the 80s yeah you yes. kind of grew
1: up in the 80s yes uh any favorite shows from then when you were a kid uh
4: <laughs> yeah I mean i I'd, I'd come home and I would watch like a Three's Company, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, was, was that one? Uh, what was the uh, Married with Children? You know, yeah, definitely yeah. love that Christina Ow. Applegate. Oh, definitely, you yeah. know, oh my God. little she was, Al Bundy. She was
1: so, nice. yeah, nice and tasty. <laughs> yeah, th- Three's Company. What a, I just got what a inter- great fun. I just show. got introduced yeah, to
2: uh, talking about Al Bundy. I got introduced to what's the one he's on now that is everybody talks about? Oh, oh Modern, Modern Family. That one. Family. Oh, I love that. Family. Hilarious. hilarious. Yes. I had I had never watched that before, and just when we were up in Cabo, um we turned it on and watched it and I'm like instantly hooked I'm like how did I miss this show this is hilarious yeah that's hilarious yeah Yeah. great show
1: man that's a great one so let's talk, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, fitness and helping people, Dr. Brink. Let's do it. You, yeah, you've, uh, you're like a, a treasure trove. There's that word again, Adam. <laughs> yeah, I got to
3: make sure I use it more than I to use it.
2: I'm sprinkle it in all the time. Now. I have to use it more than once. It's a treasure chest. So I, want you to use, I want you to use it, it. To use it without treasure, though. Yeah. Well, you know why? I want to use it more than once Such because I don't want you to butcher
1: it. I guarantee at some point you're going to say like troves yeah. or trove. Yeah, trove or something I'm, like that. I'm going to use it. I'm going to impress you. I'm going to use it somewhere. Yeah, so anyway, you're just a treasure trove of amazing information. garden trove. Uh, do you you work on a lot on fighters? I do, not you? You have yeah. quite a bit of uh, pro MMA fighters that yes. come in there. Any common things and themes you see with them? Yeah, they're beat up all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. I bet. I mean, when your job is to get punched in the face, you yeah. know. What I mean, yeah, from neck issues all the time to low back issues to shoulders to fingers to you know ankles and feet and knees. I mean, they've got it all. I mean, it depends on sort of what their best. Uh, What they're best at, you know, is it jujitsu, you know, is it, are they a grappler? Are they boxing? You know,
1: what style of fighter are they? You know, Does, does it, does it make sense? Do they ever come to you to get ready for like, if let's say I got a fight on Saturday do any of them come to you and say, "Okay, I got a fight on Saturday. I need to see you on Thursday or Friday or whatever to get ready to." So I'm, I'm, I'm ready for that for that fight. Is it, does that make sense? Does that even happen? Not, well, not for me. Okay. You know, uh, usually we're already seeing them before
4: um, to some capacity, whether it's more of a maintenance on their end. They just come in, you know, on a weekly basis, and we're just sort of going through their body to make sure everything is sort of working to what their optimum is. Um, at that point, I'm not changing anything, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't want to make sure I'm not that wrench that's going to all of a sudden change of <coughs> shoulder mobility that they've now got, you know, and we don't need to make it any different, you know, I want to maintain what they are. Now when they're done with the fight and they've got issues, then that's the perfect time for me to try and correct it. But prior to the fight, it's uh it's just them coming in and let's maintain. Now if they have injuries, then yeah, we're trying to obviously mm-hmm. fix those injuries so they can go back into the ring and they can, you know, they can practice and they can spar and they can do what they need to do. So when
2: they do get to the fight, they're at their hundred percent, whatever that is. Well, what's your, what's your philosophy with this? I find it like when I look at an athlete, I, I find that you have some body types that um, like they're in balance actually plays into their success mm. in their sport. Yes. So how do you, how do you handle something like that? Like, for example, we're using fighters. So I think this will be a perfect example and ten, fighters and boxers tend to have this excessive forward shoulder because they're covering up. They're, yes. they're, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're staying in tight. They're keeping yep. their hands, you know, close to their face. They're rounded forward. And, you know, uh, I've heard of. I know some professionals have uh, taken someone like that, and they they try and get those people to get themselves in a neutral spine alignment, and they work on opening them up so much and trying to fix that imbalance that they've caused, and it actually hinders the way that they fight. So, uh, someone who's in in the in the corrective mentality, how do you handle that? Like, what do you what do you do? do you just kind of work around that, Should or keep them there? Yeah. Yeah, I
4: mean, you're not going to sit there. If you're in a fight, you're not going to sit there and say, "Keep your posture." You're yeah. going to get punched yeah. in the face, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right? So it's like, no, we want to try and enforce that, but I'm also So cognizant, you know, of what that is doing to their body, right? So we are still trying to do the same stuff on a therapeutic level, trying to open them up, but at the same time teaching them, you can go in and you can come out. Right. Mm. So if you can go into that protective you know, posture, but let's get you to be able to pull yourself out as well, you know, not teaching them, Hey, when you're getting ready to get punched in the face, I
1: want perfect posture. <laughs>
4: Stand just, head yeah, up, yeah, chin yeah, up. Exactly. Yeah. You're done. You're not well, going to no, last too I think long. that
1: brings up a good point uh, because when you're, especially when you're a high level athlete, you have a very, you have very, very in tune body awareness, right? You you have to, to be at that level. So I
4: think I, and this was, I one of your past podcasts that I was listening to and But I was laughing when I was hearing it because it's like all my professional athletes, they are perfect at cheating. What do you mean? (laughs) Their body cheats like no other. They cheat their movements more so than the the normal person. This is why a lot of them are at the level that they're at. Mm. They're able to cheat their position better than someone else. Oh, you know, wow. that's a that's so, a that's a unique so so. Give of, me an example of that. Mm. Like, you're,
1: you're, they're trying to do
4: a squat or they're moving. Oh, a they way. they try and do a squat and they can't even get their butt past ninety degrees. Mm. Or I've got runners that can't even activate their feet yet they're running
1: on their feet all the time. You know, or I've they've got... become really fucking good at doing at working with what they have. Correct. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that that's right along the the the, the point that I was going to make is like I remember when I you know the, the six years that I trained in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu during that period of time there were a couple times where i, you know, cuz i was still lifting weights, i would want to bulk up or i'd want to, you know, drop drop body weight and if my if i let my body change shape too much It's as if I lost some of my technique, but it wasn't because I was a big guy or a smaller guy. It's because I was used to my body in a certain way when I was learning and drilling that technique. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's almost like you guys ever see, you know, it's like a teenager, you know, they grow up real fast and look kind of awkward and lanky. Or when you got a two-year-old dog or one-and-a-half-year-old dog and it gets real big and it just looks goofy at first because they don't have that body awareness. Um, and the, you know, the term old man strength, I think that's yeah. probably where it yeah, comes yeah, from, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I've always I've always remember that. Like, oh, why are these old guys so fucking strong? It's because they've been in their bodies for so long. They're so used to <laughs> they, their body. Yeah, they know their body better. Yeah, anyway they've got else.
2: incredible body yeah. awareness. Well, when you think, it, it makes so much sense to me when you say it like that. I mean, I, I remember- I mean, was, imagine
1: right now, if I made you two inches shorter, you'd immediately become awkward because you're just not used to yourself being that short. You know what I'm saying? Or even two inches taller. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have to get used to- you're, you, you, you you become aware of your body, and if you change it too much, you're gonna lose that ability to perform or whatever. So it's almost like, God, now that I'm saying that, it sounds like a delicate balance on your part, right? You don't wanna change them so much that now they have to like change their technique. No. Wow. It's like, I, you know, last year I got the opportunity to go travel with a fencer
4: that, you know, she made it to the Olympics. And so,
1: Oh, fencing, you know, fencer. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So they're always in an awkward position. You know, it's always like in a lunge position, but with one their, side, oh, uh, yeah. one side for sure. Uh-huh. So I'm not really sitting there to try and say, okay, let's get your right hip to be the same as your left. I'm going to try and optimize what that position is on your right uh-huh. to your left. Right. And make sure that right now you're doing well, but Let's still make sure that you can do the motion. You know, let's make sure your hips are still what they're supposed to be doing. But when you're training, you're training in that specific capacity.
1: Now, would you say that uh, if I have a young athlete, um, you know, let's say, you know, in their teens or, or whatever, that off season would be a good time to try and balance them out to prevent injury. But then when they're in the actual training, you know, in season, then you'd strengthen those positions because there's a, a conf- there's a conflicting, uh, you know, feeling I get when I hear that because i i mean obviously this person came to you for max performance um and that's what you're going to do but on the other side of it if i have like a kid who's you know a base you know a pitcher or you know whatever i'm thinking man i want to make sure this kid doesn't have like all these problems later on like how mm. do you how do you do that is mm. it off season well, is that when you I do that? feel like
2: i feel like this goes to like y- I think we're we know that sports are. Let's be honest; they're they're not the healthiest thing for the body whatsoever, especially not today. Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, it's it's, one sport oriented, and it's becoming more extreme, right? Yeah. I mean, you're having to start at a younger and yeah. younger and younger age to become at that elite level. Yeah. I mean, what the kids are doing now, what compared to 20 yeah. years ago, is insane. Oh, so, crazy. which is means that really what's happening is they're having to create these patterns at an even younger age, which we're really setting ourselves up. So, it really comes down to your priority and we've talked about this before that you know it's it, it, each their own everyone has their own their own goals and if if you really have this desire to be a professional athlete or, or do that you are making sacrifices yeah you're going to sacrifice overall health that is not it's not ideal for your body it's just being aware that and being okay with that so then you know when you ask a question like that to dr brink i think well I mean, it, I really feel like that has to be the, the the question that you ask the athlete: like, what is a priority to you? Yeah. Do you want me to continue to enhance your performance, or do you want to make sure we're, we got to be careful of what the future is going to be because of the way you're putting your these the, the patterns did. you're establishing
3: and setting yourself up with in in the future, and what you may experience as far as pains, arthritis, all these kinds of things, because you decided, you know, that this was the priority, and I wanted all high performance in, right. in my sport.
1: Right. Now, in your opinion, Doctor Brink, uh, you know you worked with lots of athletes. What category of athlete would you say are probably the most, I don't know, imbalanced? Where you see some of these just dramatic, you know? Uh, Can we imp- guess or what? Yeah, I don't, yeah, throw I don't it know. out there? What do you think? Yeah, we should guess. Uh, well, I would, I would imagine fencing would be one of them. Fencing, f- fencing's a big one because yeah, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna be always in that one sided. I don't of, think you know,
2: anything uh, would beat a off the top of my head beat a pitcher. Yeah, yeah, pitcher, pitchers, pitchers, pitcher's a big, big one. one. Yeah. You know, I, um, I would
4: definitely think. Uh, runners. Runners. I mean, yeah. Oh, shit. Runners because, I mean, especially now. Because they were
2: poor going in, and then it's just reestablished. Then. And what's big now wow. is all
4: the, the OCR stuff, right? The Spartan mm. races, the Tough Mudders, right? And what do they do? Now they're carrying bags of oh, rocks shit. up and down hills. Fuck, I logs, love you saying that. You know, and, and I, I think it's, it's great for them. But again, how do they go and train? Yeah. Right? You know, they're in the gym training. Well, that doesn't equate to the same tissue load or tissue demands out on a hill. You know, running at a... 45 degree angle carrying a hundred pounds you know thing of rocks and you know again what's that demand over uneven surface you know can your ankles handle it Hmm. right can your feet handle it you know can your hips and so all of a sudden the body becomes so imbalanced it's like how do we how do we try and regress them back to just a basic pattern to begin with or just getting the body hey can your can your ankle move how it's supposed to because if it can't then you're going to roll your ankle when you get out there on the hill
2: well, i, wa- I want to take my uh, i want to take back my my athlete i would actually then now listening to that it, then crossfit has to be one of the top ones you have to see more crossfit people than a lot of people i would see. so it's it, unless it, it, they're like
1: I, I think overuse injuries so so CrossFit.
4: it's funny with crossfit is in my other offices is inside of a crossfit box you know so i see a lot of them but it's not because crossfit hurt them right and this is something i try and get them to understand you know because I hear it all the time. Oh, a deadlift hurt me. A deadlift didn't hurt you. You hurt you, right? You didn't have the capacity to do the deadlift. The deadlift is a goal, right? When we all know what a deadlift is and, you know, it's the same across the board. Mm-hmm. So that you didn't walk in that day and say, all right, today's going to hurt me. Because that's the case, you're not going to go lift. Yeah. Right? You know, so- you going in, you did something. Were you over fatigued? Did you, you know, did you set up wrong? You know, what was the process that led you to hurt your back on the deadlift? Mm -hmm. Because then you go see your MD, right? And the MD says, well, take six weeks off, take these pills, come back, see me, blah, blah, blah. Stop deadlifting. Okay. Then stop bending over and grabbing your shoes. Don't brush your teeth because you just Mm -hmm. hip hinged. Right. And that's for me is such a hard thing to try and, (laughs) you know, establish is like, you got to look at what the motion was it was you that failed right so now we go into a runner we go into a fighter we go into you know a pitcher right what was the mechanism by which set them up for disaster to begin with because it's usually not the motion now as a pitcher okay it's a repetitive strain pattern we can see that but why over time was that tissue not able to accept that load and then why did that one time boom it just snapped
1: it sounds like your philosophy kind of stems it comes from like hey your body uh is able to do all these incredible things. It's actually able to do much more than we think. And when you get hurt, it's not because your 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 body failed; it's because you just didn't train it properly. Correct? It or, it oh, properly. for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it was when I was in Korea.
4: It was I was watching the Korean Olympic team, and I was watching this guy. You know, and he was uh, he was the 2012 you know <laughs> Olympian, you know, g- uh, gymnast, and he was warm up warming his shoulders up on the uneven bars, and then he went onto the floor, and he was running on the floor, and he did one flip in the air. Landed, bam! Achilles popped.
0: Oh, it's like
4: why did that one time? And I guaranteed he'd probably done that thousands of times prior. What did he not do that one morning, or what set him up for that disaster? Because now he wasn't able to go to the 2016
2: Olympics. All right. and connecting you know, that, right? Exactly. Because that's uh, that's the I think that's, that's a, a great. That's a great.
1: I mean, God, it's like that's such a, a great way to think about it because. Yeah. Here's somebody that's done that a billion times. He did it part of a, as part of a warm-up. I mean, that's so pro- his life. Yeah, right? it probably wasn't like this crazy thing.
4: No. In the, uh, you know, and It was oh. a warm-up is what they were doing, just out on the floor, just huh. doing their little flips. And he landed, and you just watched it snap, and he just buckled to the ground. You know, So it's like, why did that happen on that one day? Because I guarantee if he knew he was going to tear his Achilles, he wasn't coming to practice that day. Mm-hmm. It's probably. not so, like
3: he had damaged it at all. <clears throat> prior to that. Yeah. There was no like hidden issue going into
4: it. Well, on my end, I don't know. I don't don't know what his history was, but, obviously he's out there doing it. So he had enough capacity to go out there and do his warm up. So,
2: you know, this, this reminds me a lot of what motivated us to for like prime. I mean, this is that same mentality is nobody talks about the importance of getting your body ready before you go lift. Exactly. We put so much emphasis on, Oh, do this, do that. You're gonna get the most from this. Oh, this is the best program for this, this is the best program for that. It's like, nobody's talking about getting prepping your body for any of those workouts Cause all of those workouts can be super efficient for, for each and every one of us. And, but if you, learn if you don't learn how to get your body ready going into, it, that's where this stuff happens. Yes. Or or let's not even talk about injury, that's where you don't maximize yes. your lift. Yes. Like you can get so much more out of your out of your lifts when you learn how to prep the body going into it and have that understanding of making those connections. Yep. That's a lot of what what Prime was really all about, what motivated us for that.
1: Now, you you have in the past, you talked about in our last episode how uh, you had torn, was it your ACL on both sides? Uh,
4: Left one was surgically repaired 10 years ago. Right one I tore four years ago has not been repaired so far. So
1: you tore them relatively recently.
4: Uh, Like My left one was 10 years ago from playing basketball. My right one was uh, four years ago playing soccer.
1: Now, did you identify why you were so prone to knee injury? So uh,
4: left one at the time, I thought I was just in lifting weights and, you know, I could dunk and all that. And I thought, wow, I'm strong. You know, all I was is catch a pass and I pivoted and boom, buckled in half. So at that point is really what set me on my quest for, there's gotta be more than just strength, mm-hmm. you know, and not being, or just being strong wasn't it because clearly that wasn't a strength move by catching a pass and just pivoting. You know, that was more of a, okay, how does my body be strong, but now all of a sudden I just rip my, you know, ACL in half. Mm. And again, that was sort of what prompted me now to do the, sort of the NASM stuff and the CES, and the PES. And then that's sort of what just kept prompting me. And my right one, I think, was just sort of a freak accident where I chased a guy down and my quad contracted way too hard and just sheared it right in half. Wow. Mm-hmm. So,
1: it, How are your hips? Uh, the reason why I ask you that is because your past was you were competitive at a pretty high level in, yep. in water polo. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of treading water, right? Which yep. is the do you do you now? I don't. I'm not super familiar with uh, water polo, nor am I an excellent swimmer. But <laughs> treading water requires egg beater egg motion. Beater. Correct. Uh, I'm with you on now. <laughs> I, anecdotally speaking, I've worked with um, athletes in the past who were water polo. I worked with a synchronized swimmer uh, who was at a high level, and that egg beater pattern because the knees obviously can flex and extend. They don't. Yep. They don't rotate. They don't. They don't bend laterally. But the hips can do a lot of these different movements. And you're doing this egg beater pattern. Um, it, do you think that might have contributed to your, your both knees having those issues? Or do you think? Could have. I think a lot of it probably was just
4: me being in school. You know, and I was sitting for three years when mm-hmm. I was in chiropractic school. So I go from. Good point. Because it elite. didn't happen when you were competing. No. Yeah. yeah. So go more, you know, elite level, you know, as I was playing where I was more functional, if you will, you know, or my body was more functional on that end to sitting for three years. And then going out there and then playing basketball oh, where sure. required me to rotate, right? And then I yeah. rotated and my body's like, I don't understand what rotation means right now, yeah. you know, and something goes. Yeah. Oh, I, I literally so.
2: felt this just uh, – when, when were we down in – what was that? When we went down to San Diego this summer. So it was not even like six, seven months ago. I'm feeling in great shape as far as like body fat percentage. My buddies and I decided we're going to throw a little like football on the beach, and just taking off to run in the sand like all I literally felt like I strained a hip flexor then my hamstring I was like it was I ran three plays and I literally had to tell my buddies like you know what I can see where this is going you know like <laughs> I gotta I'm, I'm smart enough to stop and I wasn't yeah. even going at 100% it yeah. was just you know when you when you stop using that and I'm a strong guy I can squat I can deadlift I can do all these things but my body was not used to moving and asking for it to move that explosively like that and boy it tells you if you've been out of that it's yeah. not like fucking riding a bike you can't just get right Back on and go at that speed again, but our our minds sometimes tell us that.
4: Well, and I think that's where a lot of people get injured again, right? Because they they do their activity, they get injured, they take their time off, and they want to jump right back into what they were before. Well, if they took six weeks off, your tissue has changed in six weeks. If you take a month off, you take two months, whatever the heck it is, right? Your tissue is already starting to change. So if you take that time rest, right? Because that's what everyone says. Oh, just go rest. What does rest mean? If you're resting, I want you working on everything else to get everything else primed and ready to Mm -hmm. go, right? So your body is optimally ready to go when that tissue is healed.
2: Mm -hmm. Now, when you you think of that, right, like as far as priming the body, getting it ready for these these movements that you're about to call upon it, like what would you think, like if you had to give it a percentage or an idea of like how important is that into like the overall success, not just for an athlete, but I mean, including an athlete, but also like somebody who is, Trying to build muscle and to just be stronger inside the gym. Like how much do you think that carries over into their lifts and their performance inside the gym?
4: Well, it's huge. You know, I mean, you got to look at just the, the bicep itself. You know, we, we look at the bicep as just an action and reaction, right? Oh, it brings my brings my hand up to my deltoid, right? It just flexes the arm. No, it doesn't. It does a lot more than just that, right? I mean, if you rotate your hand in and out, bicep is still moving. So you're still hitting different fibers. That's why, you know, as you're doing your bicep curls or hammer curls, you start changing wrist position, hand position. Well, what do we like to work in? We like to work in what we're stronger in. We don't like to do what we're weaker in, right? If we're tighter in an area, we don't like to work on what we don't like to work on. So what, what starts to happen, that's your limiting capacity. Mm. So all of a sudden you put yourself into a position that requires that motion. What happens? Injury. Mm. You know, so as we're now going to the gym and you want to train better, Yes, you need to prime your area, right? You want to make sure that you're optimizing as much of that tissue as you can. So the biggest range of motion you can get you know, out of that joint, because if you need to call on all those muscle fibers to work, I'd much rather call on 100% of them versus 50% because right. I've always been working in a shortened range. And we wonder why we can't do something different.
1: Now, one thing you talked about in our last episode is you mentioned something about control, like controlling, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, all of the different parts of range of motion. And one thing I remember you did with, uh, I believe it was Adam's assessment, where you showed him his range of motion, and I believe it was in his toe. Yeah, you said here, and you 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 just picked up his toe and moved it with your hand. You're like, this is your actual range of motion, yet you don't, you can't move it within yeah. this range of motion. You know, maybe explain to our listeners the difference between range of motion and control. Well,
4: so range of motion is, you know, let's say you can you know, passively, you lay on your back and you try and pull your foot you know, up to like you're doing a straight leg raise. And passively, your trainer, your doc, whoever it is, they can get you to 90 plus degrees. But now then we try and have you lift it and you only make it to 70. So now you're losing 20 plus degrees of active range of motion that we know you do have. Your muscles just don't have the ability to get you there. You know, so in that assessment where I had, you know, Adam lift his left big toe, you know, and then I lifted it up even more. So we gained another maybe five or 10 degrees of range of motion out of his toe. But once I let go, it dropped back down towards the ground. So, and that's something that as he's probably walking, he's probably not using his toe to that capacity. So he's probably rolling off the toe in a different fashion. So now his foot mechanics are going to change, right? So now tissue tension is going to change and his foot is going to start, you know, to change whether it's now, you know, pronating or supinating. Just
1: depending on what his issue is, it's literally you, you're just turned off in that range of motion. Like yeah. your, your yeah. CNS is just not firing. Well, yeah, you gave so it prioritizes a, it based yeah. off of the patterns you established,
4: right? Well, it's like, you know, how many people that you've worked on can actually like pull their heel to their butt. Yeah. Right. I mean, they've got great range of motion. Right. You can. They can do. You know, they can stand or whatever and pull their heel to the butt. But the moment they let go, can they keep their heel on no. their butt? And Very What simple. happens if they do? Hamstring gets cooked. Yeah. Right. So what is that? That's that neurologic confusion. It's going. I have never been this short before and called upon to actually work. Right. So all of a sudden we cramp and what what's our body do?
1: Oh, straighten it out, stretch it out. No, yeah. stay in it. Right. Right? It's just, Teach it's, it just The the mu- muscles are stupid. I mean, yeah, re- they, true. Are. Yeah. this is why when people say muscle confusion. You're not you're not confusing. <laughs> they're already the, confused. Yeah. You're not confusing yeah. the yeah. muscles when you do them. You're just training, you know, the central nervous system in different ways. In reality, yeah. that's what you're training. Yeah. More yeah. More than anything. Uh, you know, it's the it's the C N S. It has nothing to do with, you know, your muscles. Your muscles will contract well they'll, they'll move and contract in the way your CNS uh, can 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 you know, tells to it move to. them yeah. absolutely. So, how do you get that then? How do you if I pull up my heel to my butt with my hand, and I've got the range of motion, but now I let go. And I can't get my heel all the way up. What would be the steps uh, to
4: getting to that? Sit there and
1: pull it as hard as you can and hold it there. Yeah. Keep teaching yourself.
2: Okay, we can go. Pull it without your hands. You mean right? You're trying. You're trying to bring your heel up to your butt without using the assistance of your other or any of your hands to bring it there. So you have to actively do that, and you will cramp up like a motherfucker because I've done this before.
4: Like sitting in a like in a lunge position, you know, and that down leg on the backside. You just pull your heel up to your butt. How far can you actively pull your heel all the way up before that hamstring takes off? And when it does, stay there, right? Don't straighten it out. Stay in that moment because that's your body's maximal contraction, right? And we want to teach it. It's okay to be there, right? And then try and pull a little bit harder. And I would ramp them up at that point, you know, and say, I want you to squeeze harder, pull harder, pull harder, and pull harder. And at that point, they're screaming at you already because that hamstring is just lit up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's going to be sore. And they just did one rep, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's sore as all can be. That's going be harder than doing any like you know, hamstring curls on a ball or anything like that, because what'd you just do? You just taught it to go in its shortest capacity possible at that moment in time. Mm. And then tomorrow or the next day when we do it again, right? We go a little bit
1: further and go a little bit further. Well, so this is, it's kind of good to hear this and I'll tell you why. As trainers, we understand when we train a client, new client, right? Beginner who's, uh, hasn't worked out or never, or hasn't worked out for a long time that they're going to make initially very rapid strength gains. Like if I take a new, if I take a beginner, it's not it's not out of the realm for me, especially if they're you know if, they, if if I can get them into a proper squat or whatever. It's not crazy for me to be able to add fifty pounds to the squat in a month or less because uh, it's their CNS that starts to adapt way before they actually build any muscle. I'll get someone from a hundred pound squat to one hundred fifty pound squat, not huge visible changes in their quads, but you but but they've gone up you know fifty percent, and so and it happened in a very short period of time. Does that happen with what you're talking about? Do you see quick adaptations when we're dealing with what you're talking about as well?
4: Well, you can.
1: You know. And again, I think it depends on the person mm-hmm.
4: you know, that you're, you're dealing with. You know? mm-hmm. So as you're doing that, your regular desk jockey, you're probably not going to get that because where are they always sitting at 90 degrees, mm-hmm. right? So that's something that I would say, okay, I want you doing this numerous times a day today right as how, how many as times can. would you say hey as often as you got I'll 20 you, 30 40 50 times is what i'm telling people to do and they look at me like really yeah. i'm like you need your leg to work for you all day long yeah. just
2: think right, of it as practice yes. i i'll, I'll yeah. tell you what like to, so uh, ever ever since i saw brink and we and we went through my whole assessment and he gave me these these things that i needed to work on right and i and i first and i remember him saying that to me too is just you know as often as possible just do it as often as possible and i and i knew that when i left there that okay what i started doing was you know, my mind was, okay, I want to do as often as possible, but right now I'm doing it never. Right. So then I just started implementing it as part of my like pre-workout. I'm like, okay, I'm not doing it ever. So at least starting to do it then. And then I started doing it before and after. Then I started doing it like once throughout the rest of the day. Then I started, then I started just getting in a habit of putting myself in these positions or, or trying to get connected like that, like several times throughout the day. And the, the more I saw myself making that attempt to do that, the faster it accelerated my progress. And you could see that I, I now when I teach clients and I and I, I pass on what he kinda gave to me, this is what I have to kind of preach to them is that listen if you go about it and you think you're going to just do it like every once in a while well you're also creating uh bad patterns more if you're creating more bad patterns the rest of the day and more often than you're addressing these good patterns you're trying to work on you're going to see a very slow gradual progress but if you if you make it a goal to be doing the putting yourself in this movement and challenging that as much as possible throughout the day you'll start to see it progress really fast and that's when i started to see my results accelerate and i went from somebody who couldn't break barely break 90 degrees to now being able to sit in that baby position like all day if I wanted to. It's,
1: it reinforces the, the, you know, where we talk about how exercise is practice more than it's just breaking, you know, muscle down and, and hammering yourself. Yep. I mean, if you want to practice, and it's funny because if you told the average person, hey, I want you to learn how to juggle, they would practice. And if they were really serious about it, they would practice all day long. But if you tell someone, hey, I want you to build your quads or your hams or your glutes or you want to get better, you know, abs, or whatever, for some reason it's been hammered in our head that you do it once a week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't need to practice it, just beat it up and then leave it alone. But that practice component is is so important. Uh Doctor Brink, at the moment you're going through MAPS anabolic, right? Maps Correct. red? Yep. When you were reading through it and you saw the trigger session concept, you must have been like, oh, well, no shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it must have made yeah. a lot of sense oh, to you at yeah, that point. Yeah, definitely.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you say on there, what, do it like two to three times a day. Yeah. And obviously in my office I can do that more, you know, so yeah. I'll just walk out in between clients or whatever and grab my bands and do them, you know, and do some squats in my office. It's easy. So, yeah, it's it's actually been
1: pretty cool to do how have your strength gains been huge since, really yeah huge yeah. what have you what phase are you in
4: uh i'm in my just starting my second week of of your phase, or no, two? Uh, phase two yeah sorry first week of phase two. Oh, excellent yeah, yeah, so yeah. phase
1: one you just saw strength go yes. through, through
4: the roof and yeah yeah, then,
1: yeah. what have, any size gains or anything like that in muscle yet Those i haven't i haven't paid attention to it um mm-hmm. but definitely because uh, adam, adam was, sure. com- was commenting on your glutes he said they <laughs> look <laughs>
2: I look so they, fantastic. Yeah, so looked fantastic. You said they looked fuller. Yeah. Glutastic. <laughs> they looked a lot fuller. Uh, each,
1: Powerful. Here's a here's something interesting. I want to know if you've noticed this for yourself anecdotally, but uh, when people do maps, uh, especially phase one on, on maps, anabolic red, or even just add it in trigger sessions, a lot of people will say that they're that they get hungry. That their appetite goes up. Do, is that happening hungry to you? Hungry and horny. No, because
4: I've been playing with for the past uh, four to five months now. The whole intermittent fasting. Oh, and that's <laughs> you know, so. That. So yeah, I don't ever really get hungry. Okay, you know,
1: ever. So yeah, I couldn't answer that one. Okay, yeah, because I was wondering if there was what your theory was on that or whatnot. Because I have mine, but uh, it's it's very strange. Yeah. It's like that heavy what do you, type training.
2: What do you find? What have been like? Uh, what are challenging lifts for you? What are your better lifts? Like what so are- for
4: me, my 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 deadlift is one that I always just did, but I never pushed it just because of having back surgery. Mm. You know, it's like, all right, I want to make sure that everything is just as optimum as it can be, you mm-hmm. know, but I don't need to lift heavy. Mm-hmm. And this is the time I'm like, all right, you know, and I'm just going to push myself here and I just want to see what I can do. And not that I have a lot of crazy weights in my office, you know, but I've loaded them all up and I'm pulling them all off the ground, Oh wow! you know? So, and I'm like, okay, this has been pretty cool because before <laughs> I just sit, you know, 135 to 150 and just that was my that was easy for me. Right. You know, and now I'm up like 225, 250ish, you know, oh, wow. somewhere in there. And I know I can go Big jump. more if you, you really know, wanted if to. If I wanted to. Yeah. But I'm just like, you know, I'm just for me, just because of the whole, you know, back issue and yeah. stuff, I'm like sure. I'd much rather be more stable. I don't care about the strength, but it's like does my back work? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and right now it's working. So that has got to be exciting. Are you yeah.
1: noticing any any uh, hormone uh, change? I mean, when you start to build muscle, people, t- men typically, especially, will notice a rise in testosterone. They'll start to feel. You noticing anything like that? Are you hornier, Dr. Exactly. So much
2: more. Yeah, He's just look. skirting around yeah, what he wants to say, dude. Why don't you just ask him, dude? Are you banging more often in the <laughs> week or what, bro? Just I say it. I love it. it. Like, are, that was a sex life, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh? It's huh? amazing. Oh, yeah. Jesus, bro. <laughs> Our best review
1: came from his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I actually
1: haven't done math. <laughs> yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been fantastic. His hip thrusting yeah, seems much, right. more, much more powerful.
4: Trigger sessions two to three times a day. Yeah, that's right. People always ask that. We
2: don't
3: do cardio. That's
4: all we do.
2: Hip thrust. I I want to know, uh, I don't think we've ever got into this with you. Uh, I think this will be cool uh, asking you this. You know, we, we, we all deal with so many people. I mean, we've probably seen hundreds, probably thousands uh, of clients and patients. Um, What, what do you find is most challenging for you with the average? What what is, what's a common thing that you, you kind of bang your head against the wall with people that they just just either don't get through, you don't get through to them or what, what, what do you have a, a hard time with? What frustrates you?
4: People not listening. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, people are coming into you for a reason. I, I I don't do, we don't do any marketing, you know, for the office at all. It's all word of mouth. And, you know, I think we've done a really good job at establishing ourselves as, hey, we're sort of those movement specialists, if you will. So people come in and we're giving them recommendations. They will come back in their second, their third, and their fourth visits. They will tell me everything that they are doing, except for what we told them to do. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and they Damn wonder it. why they're still having an issue. <laughs> I'm like, so we went through all the stuff in our rehab room and we walked you through this and this and this, but yet you're not, I just don't have time, but you just rattled off 30 other things, you know, and it's okay for you to do that, but yet you still have pain. We're telling you this for a reason, not just because I've, we want to, you know,
1: there's a reason behind what we're giving you. you God, know? Do you wow. find it, do you find that's from people who maybe expect like more of a quick fix? Like, oh, you're going to tell me to exercise? And- yeah.
4: No, because a lot of <coughs> those people don't stick with me. Right. Mm-hmm. so they come in, they know what they're getting because oh, someone has told them, hey, they're going to do X, Y, Z with you. Yeah. you know, so they already have some basic understanding. And when they do come in and if they don't like what I have to say, they don't come back again.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah. it, it reminds me of this, which it's, it's a similar frustration I feel like I have. So today I, I took somebody on new and he's actually a, a friend of mine. Um, he's tied into the, the San Jose Sharks and uh, he's been around. He's been with the organization for a long time. Uh, really, really good dude. Uh, and I've been telling him for quite some time, "Hey man, when you get some time, come in and I'll, I'll take care of you." And we finally met. Now this guy, you you know, he's a, a, got a couple years on me. He's been in the Sharks organization for a very long time. He's been around all kinds of professional athletes, professional uh, trainers that work uh, work all the professional athletes. Um, so he's he's been around a, a lot of brilliant minds, which I like. That I like. Like, okay, cool. I'm going to get a chance to take somebody who's had some really good, probably training and stuff. And when we first came in, you know, I'm doing my assessment with him and kind of asking questions and, you know, he's in this, like, you know, it's time to get serious mode. Like, you know, he's like, you could just tell the way he walked in the door was like, ready to like, fuck it, Let's get this workout yeah, on. Right. This. And I told him right away, I said, listen, you know, today we're probably just going to do some, some, a lot of assessing. I just want to see how you move. And then I'm going to give you a few things that I want you to work on. And then we're going to build on that. We're going to build on that. Right. And he goes, well, you know, my other trainer, I have the program from uh, what my last trainer gave me. I can, I can share that with you. I said, okay, yeah, you know, you could share that with me. But I don't. Let me see how you go. I'll I'll probably have some other things that I'll have you doing, right? And you know, like right away, like I go to get him in a squat, and you could see as soon as he goes to get a squat that you know he's been taught form. Like right away, he's you know looking and to see how he's doing, and he's just like you just he can't break ninety, right? And I'm watching him move and then I go over and do kind of the wall test with him and windmill test and I'm seeing like how he moves and I'm like, oh, dude. he. And, and to, to top it off, his when he's on the wagon, right, he's training five to six days a week in yeah. weights. He's got this program this trainer set him up for and then he runs three to four times a week and he's running five to 15 mile runs. And I'm going like, Oh, my God, dude, you're just reinforcing. like, And then he's got all kinds of back issues. He's got knee issues. He's got hip issues. He's got all this shit going on. And, you know, and he's ready to get fucked up by me. Right. And I'm just like, no, dude, I'm not going do- to Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to do that to you. And in fact, when you're done with me and I like I sat down in like the baby position, you're going to sit like this, bro. I'm going to get you here. You, I know you can get there like it's there, you know, and. We're gonna we're we're gonna put a program together. I'm gonna get you lean, and we're gonna build some muscle. We're gonna do all that shit. That shit's easy for me. Along the way, though, I'm literally gonna change your life. But you have to trust the process. So I took him through it, and, and like I did, like a, a you know a walking lizard with rotation, and we did uh, some handcuff to a rotation, some shoulder dislocate, some band pull apart. Uh, I did some uh, rows for retraction on them, and then like some real slow and control chest flies to open them up a little bit. And that was pretty much it with the weights. And then we did a lot of like kind of mobility drills fucking just drenched in sweat right like crazy and and when he's all done he looks at me and he goes okay so what do you what do you want me to do uh the rest of the times in the gym like what's my workout program like nothing i was like do that he's like all i want you to do is to literally do that till you see me again and then I'm gonna reassess you. And I'm gonna know when I reassess you if you've been doing that shit. And if you haven't been doing that shit, we're gonna do more of that shit. And then once I, if you come back to me and I see that we've improved, I'm gonna build upon that. And then I'm gonna bring you back in and then I'm gonna build upon that. And we're just gonna slowly grab. And it's like, you can see like him fighting that. And we had to like sit down and have like this talk of, I know you've been around athletes and you have that, you were an athlete yourself and you have this athletic mind of like, I'm ready to get serious. I'm ready to train hard. And like, that's your mentality. But dude, that's not how you want to train your body. When I, when you're, when I'm done with you, you're not going to ever have this on and off the wagon bullshit ever again. You're going to be so aware and connect to your body. You're, you're going to be good forever, but you just got to trust the process. So, you know, Katrina does all my, uh, you know, booking and scheduling and so handles that stuff. And he's a mutual friend of both of ours. He left and I was really curious if, you know, when he would like reach out to her to set up the next appointment, and come in and she, she called me right away. She's like, dude, what did you do with him? And I was like, well, I just showed him a couple of things. And cause she was really curious cause she knows his personal trainer with the, with the athletes and stuff of like that. She actually has been trained by him too. When she was in college playing basketball, and, uh, you know, so she was really curious to hear what, how I was going to be different and how I trained him. And he was just like, poof, mind, mind blown. blown. Oh, just mind blown. It was just call- like, can I get in tomorrow and can I see him on Friday? I, was like, oh, when I-, I said, hold off on the <laughs> yeah. scheduling. Let me get home and I'll tell you when we can get him in. But I'll share with you. I was like, you know, it's it's so hard to break that of people. And I know because I, I, I mean, I, this is one of the reasons why um, I was uh, so excited to meet you was because. You knew what to say, like, you know, you know this, and you know this about your people. And I think this is what makes incredible PTs, incredible trainers, and Kairos like. When you've seen so many fucking people that you already know how they're going to react, even after you give this fucking mind blowing information mm-hmm. that you can set them up that, listen, I know what the fuck you're going to go do, but you need to listen to me and you need to do that. I mean, I, you had that same ability uh, with me to to just like and you do a good job of like just giving a couple things because, yep. you know, if you overwhelm them with. They're two, yeah, they're, they're done. done. It's way. Too, it's, I don't done. have time. Right. Yep. Crazy to me. I mean,
4: t- today I met the stiffest guy I've ever met in my life, you know, this morning. And, and he literally had like- I'm ten, right here, dude. <laughs> oh, worse than you. Okay. <laughs> 10 degrees of motion, like in every capacity. Oh, That's God. it. And his exercise was to lay on his belly and try and prop him up on his forearms. He couldn't do it. Oh, wow. could I could not what? do it. His glutes, his back, his abs oh spasmed God. on him when he's laying in that position. He couldn't do it. And I had him lay on his back and his neck was six inches or his head was six inches off the ground. And so he went in and saw his, you know, his docs. I said, sorry, we can't do anything about this. Look at your, your spine is this, your spine is that you've already, you've got this anterior head carriage. It's just what you are for the rest of your life. I'm like, well, that sucks. You've already gave him a death sentence. I know. know? Really? You already just told him. Fuck you, bro. That gets me so angry when I go. You're 52 and you're done. You know? (laughs) Like, no. So (laughs) here, lay on your back now. He couldn't even get his knees flat on the ground. I had to put a foam roller under his head. A a six-inch foam roller fit underneath his head comfortably. Holy shit, dude. So those were his two exercises. Go home. I want you laying in your cubicle at your office in this position. Oh, my God. You know? And again, he spasmed in both positions. He couldn't do it. He sleeps in a recliner now because he can't lay flat on his bed. I'm like, but that's what you have. this what you've made yourself to do, Dude. Oh, you know? Yeah. You know, and this so is extreme. It, it, seems,
1: it seems like, you know, it could go in either direction, right? You get someone who comes in and then you, you you know, someone wants to get in shape, right? In Like in our field. Yeah. I want to get in shape. I want to lose weight. I want to, you know, build muscle. And then we say, okay, we're not going to lift weights yet. First, we're going to do all this stuff. It's going to take a bunch of time. And either they come on board or I've had some people literally not come back because they're like, that's not what I want. I just want to get beat up right? I just want to, answer.
3: i yeah. I want to hear from you. Yeah. Do
1: you get, do you get any of those? Cause it's, if it, or do you, I mean, do you get a lot of clients that are like, you're like the last straw? Like, okay. I, 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 do, get the, I do get a lot of those, mm-hmm. uh, but I do get ones that will come on
4: in. But again, if they don't like what I'm telling them, cause most of them are, you got to move, you got to move differently. You got to teach your body to do something different than it's been doing for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Right. And, and if they can buy into that, then they'll stay. If they don't, they're looking for that quick fix. I'll tell them
1: right off the bat. I'm not your man. Yeah, mm-hmm. go somewhere else. You do know other that. do other chiropractors uh, like you or hate you?
4: I don't know.
2: <laughs> there was a, I don't, I don't that care. was a real
4: long a big, posse I, honestly, answer. Right honestly, now. I don't care. Yeah. I've yeah. got three that are two doors down for me, and it's weird with our profession because we are so like uh, territorial. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, you go to a dental complex; it's a complex. There's how many dentists in the same area, or a medical complex. Yeah. You will never find a Cairo complex. <laughs> Uh, right. It's funny. Yeah. It's, it it's like not that. that way. It's, it's very territorial. Yeah. And so I don't know six years ago when I moved in, those guys have been there for 30 some odd years. I don't know if all of a sudden they felt sort of, Oh my gosh, there's another Cairo <clears> moving <throat> in. I'm like, but we are night and day different, so That is what we do. So oh, totally. whether they like me or not, honestly don't care, you know, because I'm just going to give you my opinion. If you don't like it, You can go go to the guys three doors down because they'll they'll treat you. Oh, yeah. so They'll
2: they'll crack your back if that's all you want. There'll always
3: be a market for the quick fix. For sure. I mean, even in our industry, people are always like they have an idea of what they already want to experience. And so if they're not going to get it from somebody like you, you give them the real deal, but they're just going to reject it right away because it doesn't fit their profile.
2: Well, you know, I even think that's how like if we could go back all over again, right? And we we know like the future and what the the finished product of all the maps programs looks like, right? So we're we're two away from completing, and uh, after this week we'll only be one away, right, from completing all of it. Knowing what we have in store, knowing what we know, like we we had to release maps red and then green and then black and now we're almost like building the prequels to to the program and star wars but if if we were not the shitty version but we had but we had no no little annies we had to do that because we knew if we if we started (laughs) the other direction where where we want people to be right like Nobody would, nobody would listen. Nobody would give us it. We first had to show you how badass programming that we can do to give you, get you stronger, to make you look better, to make you move better. Now let's start really diving, dive, diving deeper into your shit to where you start to learn about your body. And this is the shit that you need to learn before you do anything. Right. So it's so hard because everybody wants that like I want to I want to lose 15 pounds like fuck that I can't like sit. like yesterday yeah yeah, yeah right forget <laughs> the fact that I can't fucking sit down on a toilet right? right forget the fact that I can't you know lift my shoulder above my head like forget all those things I just want to look I want to be way. on stage and be shredded yes, in dude. 30 days it's yeah. it's tough man it's definitely an uphill battle but I feel like I at least I don't and I don't know if it's cuz we're in it and we feel like we're moving it but I feel like the tone is changing I feel like the industry is it's kind of getting smarter. You know, people are starting to figure out. You're starting to see more of these these Kelly starts and Dr. Mm. Spina. You're starting to see more of these guys come out. I mean, the fact that we found you, like, I didn't think you existed in San Jose. I really didn't think that somebody had came over. Do you even know anybody else that's doing what you're doing here? I don't.
4: They, they do similar stuff now where they do exactly what we do. I yeah. don't know. You know, but I know there's people that do a lot of the same things that, you know, that I do. But do they incorporate it in the capacity that, that we do it in? That I don't know. Yeah, I don't mm. think
2: Justin, you so, would know. Do you know anybody? You need to be, be cocky,
1: um, Dr. Brink. Yeah, that was no, really no. that was really humble <laughs> no. to say because if I, if I, I asked I, Adam, Adam that question, Adam would have been like, "Fuck <laughs> no, no nobody's like a
3: sports Cairo that in the area." But I forget his name, but worked with the Niners, Dr. But, Ho. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, Ho's amazing, yeah, you know, Dr. and,
4: yeah, and he's, you know, That's what they called me in high yeah. school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, I've, I actually, when I first you're started, clever. you know, he was at the clinic that I was working at at the time and I got to learn underneath him for about six months and it was amazing to watch you know, him, to him work, yeah. you know, and it was cool. But, you know, we did our first sort of our diplomate, you know, in rehab together with that, when I put that on 10 years ago and at that point it's like, yeah, we, we do some of the same stuff. He's got an amazing clinic, I don't know if he incorporates all of it the same way that I do. I don't know, but I know he's got
2: a brilliant mind, you mm. know, when it comes to stuff. Yeah, so, that you know, was a, that was a, a, a suggestion that um, Ben Greenfield gave when we were hanging out with him. And I thought that was pretty smart advice he gave on the. He on said, the find
1: a chiropractor that's working with the pro team. Yeah,
2: he says if it's you're it's in different. whatever city you're in, you know, find out what what professional hockey, football, basketball, whatever team is the big team in your area, and find out who is the the Cairo or or PT that is doing the work on the athletes, and more than likely, he's probably one of the one Of the more elite guys in the area,
4: so, so no, on, on that note, though, what I think with our profession is a lot of them can only do a little soft tissue work and just adjust, uh-huh. so they're not doing a lot of the exercise because that's why they have a trainer, mm-hmm. right? That's they've why got all they, those pieces, they already. have all those pieces already. So, if I was to go work with the 49ers, I mean, I had one come in over the summer, you know, and everything that I'm telling him, well, his trainer's always going to tell him the same thing, yeah, you know, and so it's do they have the means of or do they want to listen to you? Right? Yeah. What are you giving them that's different? Well, a lot of them is just coming in for the ARTs, the Graston's, the mm-hmm. you know the the soft tissue therapies, those modalities, the adjust, mm-hmm. and then out you go because mm-hmm. their trainer, you know, their coaches are going to be telling them to do something different mm-hmm. when they're in the weight room, you know. So I, I think yes, they're at that level because they were good at that therapy, but do are they able to incorporate everything together, mm-hmm. right, and mm-hmm. give it to them in such a concise way that mm-hmm. they're going to get it? You know. Well, Ken, that, and-
2: that speaks right to how I felt when I met you was that I was like, dude, he, he's able to I feel like communicate, um, all levels of this, of this versus just one specialty. Yeah. You know, and I remember I yeah. was even prodding at you. I was like asking like, well, you know, what's your theory on the, the grass and what's your theory on this? Yeah. What's your theory on this? And you know, it's like you were, there's like, there's a place for all these tools, but there's, it's, it depends on the individual and yeah. what our goals are and what we're trying to do. And it's just like, you know, I, I have never had a Cairo take, you know, take me out onto a floor and, and take my shoes off and then and say, let's move first before I put hands and adjust them, you know, all of them use that, you know, the freaking uh wall screening thing and yeah. snapshot you and tell you you have a <laughs> Your one monster's horrible. Yeah, yeah, right. And then lay on <laughs> You're here. You're gonna like, die. Yeah, right. And then have lay on, on here. To, and, and, have you hold on to the Scientology uh, it, well, you know, it's, <laughs> the electrodes. It's it's you know, but the, you actually every, every anyone who's been adjusted though, oh, we can over. all agree that it feels good afterwards. Sure. You know, and and that's the selling point. It's like the, it's like pre-workout for people that work out. It's like yeah. it's so hard for us to to try and fight people on like away from all this bullshit pre-workouts that are out there because you feel it. Yeah. And you feel awesome. I can't debate that. Like yeah. you fucking take yeah, it. Yeah. you definitely feel it. Like it may not be the most ideal thing and there may be better ways to do that, but mm-hmm. you feel it. And that's how I feel about adjusting with Kairos.
1: Now, Dr. Brink, uh, uh, years ago, I, you know, I worked with a very, very good uh, massage therapist and something I learned from her, which, you know, before I had met her, I had zero concept of, the, of this was the emotional component behind that sometimes caused pain. Um, and how stress and you know how we feel emotionally can literally manifest itself as pain. Um, what are your, what's your opinions on that? And how do you address that if if that's in, indeed something you look at? Uh, I think
4: breathing is the first one that I look at. You know, breathing is a huge one. Whether it's you know emotional, psychological, uh, physical. I mean, breathing is one's the first one that goes. You know, and so if you become more of that chest breather, you're not even using your diaphragm how it's supposed to. We already know your deep core isn't going to work. You know, So if your deep core isn't work, you already have a low back issue, whether it's more that psychosomatic or it is a physical ailment, right? Let's Mm. get your deep core to work. Let's see if we can downgrade pain just via breathing. Mm. So uh, that's an easy one. If you can calm me, I mean, what do people do if they have more of an emotional issue, right? They go meditate. Well, what's that supposed to do? Check your breathing, right? If you're meditating and you're still breathing through your neck, you know, those Mm. are all those accessory muscles.
1: Are you truly meditating? Yeah, you mentally might be, but physically you're not. It's interesting. It's probably, it might be one of the reasons why, uh, you know, massage helps, uh, you know, one of the reasons aside from actually, you know, manipulating the the soft tissues and, you know, that might even be the reason why muscle relaxers may work. You know, somebody will have joint pain or all this back pain. They'll take a muscle relaxer. and Oh yeah. You know, I don't have pain anymore. It's like you're relaxed. Yes. You know yeah, what that's, I mean? a, that's what meditation, right? You're supposed
4: to be relaxed, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's what sort of, for me, sort of the, a good plug is the brain FM. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you listen to that and you're focused. Well, when you're focused, you're not high strung, mm-hmm. right? You're focused and your body is relaxed or you're meditating or you're napping or you are sleeping, right? You know, and so as that, as that goes on through your body and those those brain waves are now changing what your body physically, you know, is doing. Yeah, you can make huge changes, you know, on an emotional level, you know? No. And then psychologically is, you know, and I mean, uh, phys- you know, Physically as well. Wow! Have you, have you tried the um,
3: uh, Wim Hof breathing oh, yeah. Wim Hof is in? amazing. Yeah, yeah, really. How yeah. does yeah. that like? I've been really curious to to give that a try. But Kingsbury what does Kingsbury's that look like? it
4: turned me onto that one. Okay, you know, and then yeah, uh, but he was talking to us about it. Yeah, later. yeah, and then I just had a friend, uh, you know, down in LA. She just became. I think she's an instructor now. You know, with it, and oh, wow. you know where they're going into the the cold and they're able to sit in these cold ice baths and just crazy, you know, and focus on the breathing, you know, and, and I know, you know, Kyle and, you know, Natasha and they took, you know, their kid, you know, their son, Bear, they'd sit in the ocean, you know, and just chill, you know, out there. And I remember him telling me that, you know, there was a lady like yelling him, me, yes, child abuse. You know, you're sitting with your kid out there in the ocean. He's like, my kid's never
1: had a warm bath. He has no idea. He doesn't know the difference. <laughs>
2: that's know? crazy. Do they do so, that? Does he yeah, really? Yeah. yeah oh, uh, shit. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's <laughs> another level. Yeah. Mean,
1: meanwhile, you know, meanwhile, when I had kids, I could not believe they actually had uh, butt wipe warmers. <laughs> Have you seen those, Justin? Yeah. They actually I mean. sell, like, you know, you get your regular butt wipe and your Yeah, wipe it you heat it. It's you a, put if, your wipes in there. It heats up the butt yes. wipe, yeah, so yeah. it's a warm it's wipe. soothing. And as I'm looking, I'm like, ah, I'm not going to raise my kids to be no pussies.
3: <laughs> you're getting, well, when you do it cold, And
2: they're like, hey. yeah, you're getting you know, room temperature like, butt wipes. Yeah. I get it. Shit. It's,
3: it's shocking. <laughs> you know, when you get that nice cold thing up your ass. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think that's a, actually <laughs> a nice a, cold.
3: Yeah, I don't know. why I said <laughs> that.
2: I find it fascinating of, of of even considering doing that to your kid at a young age. Like that makes so much sense. It goes right back into what I've always talked about too with the the food. Like man, you start loading your kid with this Gerber sugar sugar food like right out the gates. So, but no sh- no wonder they're going to be addicted to it when they get old. Give them some twigs, some rocks, Eat some you know, those, you know. Know. twigs and, and berries. Well, <laughs> I know I know some people that actually get like all the veggies and then they pure it up and then they they store it in like freezers and then they then they feed them that feed it like that, but. I you know you think about these things that you know when we are kids and all of us have got adapted to or that we feel is necessary now that a part of that was something that we we trained ourselves to want or need as mm-hmm. a, as a young young kid so I would love to get into the Wim Hof thing, but man, I'm just scared to death of that freezing. It oh. looks cold as fuck, dude. That's way yeah. too cold.
1: I do cold showers now. That's pretty awesome, but it's yeah. not nearly as cold as these guys. Do you do it
2: every day or do you – I do it intermittently right now.
1: No, I do every – I haven't had a warm shower since we were uh, over in uh, – uh, up in, uh, excuse me, Austin. Oh, yeah. uh, that's I haven't taken one in, in months, and I just don't. I I do the steam, and then I go – cold shower or if I don't steam, I still go straight cold shower. And it's 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 fucking daunting sometimes, especially when you're tired. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm gonna co- turn this cold ass fucker on, but it wakes you right up. Well, I mean. two things: it saves water because your ass ain't in there very long, <laughs> yeah. uh, it, and it wakes you up, and then you feel so good afterwards. You know what yeah. I mean? That you, you end up, you know, you you're, do you're, feel
2: uh, you do feel amazing yeah. when yeah, you let's walk take out all
1: there. the enjoyment out of your shower. Uh, you know
2: I have I have I still a jerk off. I have, a, yeah, well, no, you don't. Have to there's do no way high. you're jerking you off to 30 degree water hitting on you. Do there's no way? That's how you warm up. You're not gonna shrunk your turtle. Me on if, that. if so, that would be like the most incredible talent, <laughs> sure bro. You need, yeah, you need to make yeah. a YouTube video because it's going to uh, go viral for sure. I, I take a lot of tugs to get there. Check yeah. your email. Yeah, don't, <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's already in my it, inbox. Yeah, it's already
4: in there. So, yeah.
1: Doctor Brink, what is your your personal routine look like? Your, you know, do you do cardio? Do you do stretch? You know, flexibility training, I mobility. Hate to stuff? run, okay.
4: I put a ball in front of me and I'll run. Mm. Run to run yeah. ain't happening. Yeah, mm. yeah I feel um, you on that. Yeah. At the office, I just, I do a lot of like animal flow stuff, you Mm -hmm. know, um, you know, crawling and um, obviously, you know, the, the maps, you know, anabolic, you know, right now that's sort of what I'm on. But in between, I do a lot of uh, just body weight style exercise, you know, kin stretch, um, the animal flow, just get my body moving in just different ways. When I feel, you know, something's not moving right. I want to try and challenge it back in that direction again. And let's see if I can, you know, right that ship.
1: I like, I like that you uh, walk the walk. Uh, There's far too many practitioners that are just, they just don't, whether they're out of shape or stiff. I've had chiropractors adjust me who couldn't touch their fucking toes. That's a big like, one for me. Yeah.
4: yeah. Everyone that I give stuff in my office and I will tell them, Hey, if I give you something, I make sure I can do it. So, you
2: know, you know I, I have the true story, right? So a uh, day before yesterday, I have Stacy in yeah. uh, a client of mine who I've, who's I, anybody who's like really tough. I send over to Brink. Like if I can't get to the he bottom sent of it, you
1: quite a few people
2: now. I think, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. So, uh, and Stacy comes in and I always ask her right away. I said, do you know, did you see Brink class? You know, cause I try and see her after he, uh, um, after he's, uh, she's seen him. And she's like, yeah, yeah, no, he gave me this these new moves in bed and he wants me to start incorporating them. Oh, okay, let me see. And then uh, she she does it. And then I'm, I'm doing, it. I'm like, oh shit, this is, damn, I need to do this, right? And uh, and she goes, yeah, yeah, no, it was so crazy for me too. I made him do it because I didn't believe he could do it. <laughs> and I'm like, you did? She, goes, Oh yeah. She's like, let's see you do this. And so she said that she made you get down and actually yeah, perform yeah, it. Yeah. So, <laughs> and she got mad because I could do it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she,
2: she cracked, cracked me up. I was like, well, that's awesome. But that's so her personality to do yeah, that though. Like yeah. if this motherfucker is going to make yeah, me do this shit, he better be able with. to do it. Yeah. <laughs> So she, he had to get down and
1: actually prove to her that he could do it. So yeah. that's great. Well, well, excellent, man. It's great having you on again. Hey, brother. Thanks. It yeah, was, it's it it's awesome. also it's excellent having you on the forum too. By the way, yeah, it's people been love fun. you on there. It's so, fun. Hey, listen, if you like Mind Pump, leave us a five star rating review on iTunes. If we like your review and we pick it, you'll get a free Mind Pump T shirt. Also, don't forget to check us out on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal. Adam at Mind Pump Adam and Justin at Mind Pump Justin.
0: Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at MindPumpMedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes Maps Anabolic.